Sorry for the late episode. As y'all know, I am graduating this semester, December 15th, in fact. I am in a couple of film classes, and I've been so swamped with projects and group work. I hope you can forgive me. This week, I am covering a case that someone on Twitter tweeted to me about. It's about a little boy that went missing in May 2020. There hasn't been much covered, but I will give you everything I find. If any of these details sound familiar to you, or you know something... Please, please, please contact the Turo Police at 902-895-5351 or 911 if you see him. Let's get started. I got most of my information from a Wired article written by Catherine Laidlaw. I will link it in the show notes and in the blog. It has so much detail and I really recommend reading it. I also want to say that I'm going to tell all of the facts, even if it might make some people look bad. It's just the truth. Ashley Brown and Jason Eller lived in Bible Hill near the town of Turo in Nova Scotia. They met at a friend's house and began to party with each other until they eventually moved in together. I want to preference that I don't think doing drugs is okay, but it's not the worst thing in the world unless it becomes addictive. I also believe that people make mistakes and can change, and I think Ashley and Jason might fit that criteria. When they became a couple, they used drugs. Jason had shoplifted several times, once at a gas station and another time at a liquor store. Ashley also was charged with running a scam of $55,000 by claiming welfare, to which they weren't entitled, but eventually those charges were dropped. Ashley and Jason soon settled down, got steady jobs, and slowed down the partying, but that didn't stop the problems that they had in their marriage. And I also want to say that even though the parents are problematic, it doesn't take away from the fact that their child went missing. For those that aren't aware of the terrain, most of Nova Scotia is made of dense forest. Turo is near a couple of bays, Cobaquid Bay and Bay of Fundy. They apparently have the highest tides on the planet. Ashley and Jason have a three-year-old named Dylan, a kid who is very proactive, and according to an article by Wired, he was in constant motion. He is already a unique kid at three, who has brown hair and a right eye that was split down the middle with two colors, green and blue on one side, and hazel on the other. He stands at 3 feet or 91 centimeters and weighs 32 pounds or 14.5 kilograms. Like the rest of the world, the family was going through a hard time in April 2020. The pandemic swooped in and Ashley and Jason lost their jobs while the town was in lockdown. I went through the same thing, but I didn't have a kid at that time. Or now, actually. (laughs) I can't imagine what kind of stress that entails, especially because Dylan's third birthday was coming up and you always want to get your kid a birthday present. Ashley also had a 12-year-old daughter named Lily from her previous marriage that was in school remotely at home, which is super stressful. My brother was also in school remotely and it was so stressful for my parents. So you can imagine what was going on in Ashley and Jason's life at this time. What is even more stressful was that Ashley and Jason, according to that Wired article, were having some trouble with their neighbors. Jason said they thought he was egging their house multiple times. According to that Wired article, in May 2020, The couple woke up to their neighbor banging and yelling on their windows. Jason woke up angry and began yelling at Ashley, 
saying he would kill her and ended up escalating to her hitting him and he smashed her phone. Someone called the cops and Jason was charged with uttering threats and mischief and Ashley was charged with assault. They were released, they went to court and the charges were dropped if they went to counseling. And in the meantime, the judge issued them a no contact order. Jason stayed with his parents 15 minutes away and Ashley stayed home with the kids. Dylan's grandparents drove Dylan back and forth between Ashley and Jason. Jason didn't trust Dorothy, Ashley's mom, with Dylan. You see, she also dealt with sobriety, but at this time, she was sober. The next morning on May 6, Ashley and Dylan hung out. She and him went to a local coffee shop and ordered his favorite breakfast, a chocolate glazed donut, which sounds really good. Honestly, I might get one after this. They went home and hung out more, but Ashley was invited to coffee by a friend and she decided to take Dylan to her mom's for a while to get a break. Dorothy lived in, quote, the slums of Turo, end quote, and her house is 450 feet from Leper Brook, a stream that flows the Salmon River, which then flows to the Bay of Fundy, that bay we were talking about earlier with the high tides and everything. And Ashley dressed Dylan in a red dinosaur t-shirt, camo winter jacket with a fur hood and USA flag patches on the arms and chest, cameo jogging, pants and orange rubber boots that jacket is in the pictures that i have on my blog and dorothy also had a dog and told ashley she was gonna let dylan and the dog play in the backyard and before ashley left she joked around saying that dylan and the dog both needed leashes because they were both busy ashley then went to meet her friend around 1 15 p.m dorothy and dylan were in the yard playing Dorothy turned away to tie the dog to a leash, and when she turned around, Dylan was gone. She searched and searched, and cried out for him. He was nowhere to be found. Eventually, the neighbors called the police and arrived four minutes later, and they started the search right away. Jason went to Ashley's friend's house to pick her up and informed her that Dylan went missing. Ashley hadn't fully processed what was happening when they were driving back to Dorothy's house, as most people don't when their child goes missing, but things begin looking extremely serious very fast. According to that Wired article, firefighters, police, and locals were called in to look in the area. They looked for six hours that day before a volunteer found one of Dylan's little gray rain boots from a shopping cart that was submerged in Leper Brook. An hour and a half later, another volunteer found his other boot 60 feet downstream. They kept searching for days. Everyone was searching, including, according to Global News, a police canine unit, a helicopter, aerial drones, and a thermal imaging camera. There was even a local pilot who traced Dylan's name in the sky. Everyone thought Dylan might have been swept up by the creek, especially because the river was high and moving extremely fast that day. Dive teams combed the riverbanks and beds to look for anything else of Dylan's, and unfortunately, they were looking for his body at this point. Even though police searched and brought in many resources, they did not send out an Amber Alert, and they did not go far from the theory that Dylan drowned. Jason and Ashley believe it could be possible that someone took Dylan, as there isn't any evidence besides the boots that Dylan was in the water. They also say someone could have just thrown his boots in the water. It is very possible, but there isn't any evidence that was found to support that theory either. Basically, no evidence all the way around. Jason and Ashley were going through the worst nightmare. 
They used Facebook as a platform to plan searches and had a GoFundMe. They used it to update their community, and I will link that Facebook in the show notes and the blog. But Facebook was also a villain in their story. People were accusing Ashley of murdering her son. Someone found her TikTok and posted her videos to Facebook, using things she said or sung to prove that Ashley killed Dylan. And she had posted some sing-along TikToks about how Dylan would be the reason she went to jail with him in the video. And I think it was just from like a song or something. I don't think they were full of malice like the person claimed it was. But people like to find things and connect the dots. She just so happened to have posted TikToks and then her son disappeared. I don't think they are in connection with each other, but people obviously did. There were psychics that would predict things like every other missing case. And I believe if there is a child missing... There shouldn't be speculation or psychic readings, especially because this is a child we are talking about. They could end up being right, but then sometimes the readings are wrong. They give false hope, or if they are alive, they say they are dead. I think they are bad news, and in this and in this case, the psychic was. This person was named Jada Brooke, and she gave out theories and quote information to the internet and said that it came from locals. It was misplaced information, basically. She said Ashley and Jason came from, quote, dark magic and sacrificed Dylan to Satan. They aren't showing remorse, which means they killed Dylan, which is super insensitive to the situation. And she went on to say even more terrible things about how they were bad parents and how Dylan's body was found in different places. And I just don't think that that's relevant to the story especially because it's all speculation. Everyone grieves differently and everyone wants to talk about how they would feel in this situation. But the truth is, you don't really know how they are feeling until you are in that situation and you react how you react. It is ridiculous to expect anything out of victims and it's ridiculous to assume how a situation went. Long story short, There were terrible people online criticizing the family for getting haircuts or mocking the search attempts or if they did anything really. People began to stand outside their home and take pictures. People followed them in their cars. Someone illegally looked up health records for Ashley, Jason, and Dylan. I don't know who let them get those records, but they should be fired. And I get that they aren't the best people and maybe they aren't good together as a couple, but that's not my relationship and I'm looking from the outside in. I don't really know what's going on. They have a missing child. A family member apparently confirmed to Jada that something wasn't right. So family turned on them. And I want to respect psychics. And I really think that there's some people who are legit out there. So I'll just jab at Jada's character and not her profession. Jada sucks. There, I said it. Ransom notes came in, which were mostly always fake. And then to seal the deal after a week of searching with nothing to show for it, police called off the search. Obviously, the parents didn't give up and Jason made a GoFundMe, which raised $12,500, and they offered that money as a reward for information. Even that award money was viewed as them strapping for cash and using Dylan to get money. I mean, the online comments are insane and ridiculous. They begin to look into cyberbullying laws because of the backlash. When Jason and Ashley put up a memorial for Dylan, people tore it apart and looked for bones. How insensitive and crazy is that? Six months later, Jason and Ashley told Global News they were frustrated with no new leads, which is very fair. Nothing else had come up in those months, but Jason kept going. 
He printed flyers. He made swag with Dylan's face and gave them out to people to get his image out there, just in case someone saw him. He kept organizing searches. And at one point, like I said earlier, people were messaging the couple about holding Dylan hostage. According to Global News, the person demanded bitcoins for Dylan's safe return. The police looked into it and concluded that it was indeed a scam. And then police in Bathurst received tips after a Facebook post said Dylan was in the city. They said they saw his picture on Facebook and then saw a woman walking with Dylan down the street a week later. This couldn't be confirmed. People made Facebook groups and accounts about Dylan and his family. Eventually, in January 2021, they filed a lawsuit against the couple asking the court to shut down their Facebook group and stop posting about their family. April Moulton was terrible and refused. That's one of the people in the couple. And Devil's Advocate, I'm not sure of the involvement of Ashley and Jason in Dylan's disappearance. But I sure as hell would not go to the extent that April and her partner Tom Hurley went to discredit Ashley and Jason. April claimed that Ashley and Jason wouldn't take her to court if their son really did go missing, which is super awful to say because the things that she was saying about Ashley and Jason on her Facebook group were terrible and I would be pissed, especially because no one is focusing on Dylan even though they say they are. In late May 2021, April settled. And in July, Tom did too. And April was like, it's going to be so good to let something go. Like, awful, awful. A year after Dylan went missing, Ashley and Jason were still looking. On the anniversary of Dylan missing, they organized a paper boat launch memorial. And this is what we know. The dive team that looked for Dylan believes he ran off and got swept by the river and drowned. It would explain why the shoes were the only things found and why they were found where they were found. Some people think that is weird that they found no other evidence except for the boots. And police also said there was no evidence of foul play. Ashley's relationship with her mother dwindled, understandably. Jason and Ashley want to file a suit against the anonymous Facebook groups that slandered their name, but they don't have the money. They are tired, frustrated, and want to disappear, but not before finding Dylan or finding any answers to what happened to him. Right now, there is a petition to get Dylan's case investigated again. They have also filed a complaint against the police station for improperly handling the investigation of a missing child. The petition also suggests making an additional emergency alert system named the Eller Alert, like the Amber Alert, except it is an alert to notify the public about young children lost in potentially hazardous environments, and specifically for children under five. Just over 2,800 people have signed, and the goal is to reach 5,000. I will link this petition on the blog in the show notes for easy access. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you have any information whatsoever, please contact the Toro Police at 902-895-5351 or 911 if you see him. If you see him, do not approach, but call the police and stay in the area with your eyes on him. He was last seen wearing a red dinosaur t-shirt a cameo winter jacket with a fur coat and USA patches on the arms and chest, cameo jogging pants and gray and orange rubber boots. Again, the number is 902-895-5351. I really, really hope that Dylan comes home safely. I want Jason and Ashley to have answers and I want them to be all right. Despite their personal issues, despite the tax on the internet and social media, their son is missing. Please show some kindness and support. Innocent until proven guilty, right? Isn't that the goal for the justice system? Also, imagine for a second your child goes missing. Overnight, 
word gets out and your personal mistakes, faults, and past is trudged up and used as evidence to accuse you of murdering your own son. And for what? Money? Like, are you serious? This is basically what happened to them, and it's ridiculous. Just be nice to one another. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Ashley and Jason were never suspects. Like, come on, the theory is that he drowned. Although, if police investigate again, maybe they will find someone who did something. We don't know. We can only hope that they even open a new investigation. Thank you for listening to Crime Cloud. If you would like to access my Instagram, go to at Crime Cloud Podcast. And for my Twitter, go to at Crime Cloud Pod. To find the blog, go to crimecloudpodcast.blog. To email suggestions or corrections, use crimecloudpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening and supporting the podcast. Thank you.